Welcome back to Arab American Psycho. My name is Noor. And I really quickly just want to address the fact that I didn't upload an episode last week. And a bunch of you guys noticed. And I mean, obviously, I noticed because I didn't upload a new episode. But in my mind, I was like, "Mm, no one's really going to notice, which is a ridiculous thought to have when you have a podcast with subscribers. Obviously, people are going to motherfucking notice. So to all the people who sent really nice messages being like, oh, hey, like, is everything okay? Where's the episode? Um, I'm sorry that there wasn't a new episode. There's really no excuse other than like, I just kind of fucked up. And um That's basically it. And I really want to try to not post episodes just for the sake of posting an episode. If I don't believe it's a good episode or whatever my reasons may be, I'm just not going to post it. And that might happen again. I mean, it's probably going to happen again, you guys. I mean, posting an episode every week is quite the commitment. And that's scary. But uh, anyways, less about my commitment issues. Um, I have just been super tired all the time, which also is another factor into why there wasn't a new episode. Um, I had been traveling a lot. I was in Turkey for like eight days. Um, and then I went to Indiana for a family reunion for five days, which is when I recorded the episode of the podcast with my cousin Yasmina, which you guys should check out if you haven't, because it's very funny. At least I think it's funny. And um, I know what funny is. So you should trust me on that. Um, but yeah, I, I was just tired of traveling. And then also, you know, there was just like curse on me. Um, I'm not a superstitious person. In fact, people who are superstitious kind of annoy the shit out of me, but the only logical, reasonable explanation for the series of events that occurred was that there was a curse on me. I don't know who put a curse on me, but honestly, fuck you for cursing me. Um, Just like, yeah, a bunch of shitty things happened to me. Like my laptop randomly stopped working. I got a really bad like haircut. Um, My suitcase was lost for the first four days I was in Turkey. Um, You know, I got dropped off to the airport the day that I was supposed to leave Turkey. And when I got there, I realized that the driver dropped me off to the wrong airport. So I missed my flight. And then I had to wait another 13 hours for another flight. But at least I got to stay in a hotel in the airport. So that was kind of nice. But uh, then I came home, my car randomly would not turn on. A shard of glass from my candle literally broke off and flew at me. A piece of fucking glass flew at me. Have you guys ever lit a candle and a piece of glass from the candle just randomly fucking flies off at you? No, that doesn't happen unless someone has put a curse on you. Also, okay, there was a giant pimple that emerged on my face when I was coming back from Turkey and it's still on my face. I don't break out that often. And I know that I do break out sometimes, but this is this is not normal. This is the devil living on my face. It's still here. It's still on my face. I talked about it during the episode with Yasmina. That fucking pimple is still on my face. So yeah, I I don't even remember half. The, oh, I got I got robbed by a cab driver in Turkey. And also, I just want to talk about this really quick. I had a great time in Turkey. I traveled with um, an agency called Intrepid Travel. They flew me out there. It was really cool to travel with a brand, especially internationally. That was the first time I've ever traveled on an international trip with a brand. It was really, really cool. I had a ton of fun. The first five days I was there, I was with a brand. I was with all these other girls. It was really, really cool. I had a great time. We had a tour guide. So I didn't really interact with too many people while I was there. Um, And then for the last three days that I was there, I wasn't with a tour guide. And I just have a question. If you're listening and you're Turkish, 
what the fuck is wrong with people in Turkey? Why are they so mean? Like, I was deeply disturbed. Um, everyone there was really cranky all the time, unhelpful, and basically just really mean. And I don't know why. Um, I've been trying to figure out why. Um, word on the street is that Turkish people don't like Syrians because of the refugee situation and there's a lot of Syrian refugees in Turkey and they're really butthurt about it, which is weird. I don't know why anyone is mad about refugees who literally have nowhere to go being in their country, but okay. Um, so I was like, maybe they thought I was Syrian. I feel like I could possibly be confused for a Syrian person, but regardless, everyone was super fucking douchey to me. So there's that. So if you ever go to Turkey and you look like you could be Syrian, maybe don't go to Turkey. I don't know. I mean, it's a beautiful country. I had a great time, but Turkish people are mean and I felt attacked. Um, and if you're Turkish and you're nice, I believe you, but I also, maybe I don't believe you. I don't know. Um, I just maybe had a really bad experience, but that I talked to a bunch of people who went to Turkey and they all had the same experience. So maybe I didn't have a bad experience. Maybe that's just what the experience is. Anyway, um, so yeah, I was cursed and then I came back from Turkey and I was home for like two and a half days. And then I left to Indiana, Indianapolis with my family for a family reunion, which was really cool. It's my mom's side of the family. And right before I left on the trip, I discovered Hot Girl Summer and I just continuously said hot girl summer the entire time I was there. And now I killed hot girl summer. So hot girl summer is over because I killed it. Like someone would be like, Hey, are you hungry? And I'd be like, hot girl summer. And then someone would be like, Oh, you know, I'd literally say anything to me. And my response was hot girl summer in some way, shape or form. Like hot girl summer, hot girl summer, hot girl summer. Um, so yeah, that was pretty, that was pretty fun. Um, uh, I'm sure you guys can tell at this point that there is no guest for this episode, but it's basically because I just feel like I wanted to explain me not posting an episode and then also just kind of like chit chat with you guys and um, catch up and let you know what's been going on. Um, my sister, Shiruk, who's also been on the podcast, um, she moved to Orlando. She moved to Orlando, I would say, the first week of June, maybe? Yeah, I think like the first week of June. So almost, yeah, like a month and a half ago. And quite frankly, I have just in my mind been on vacation ever since she moved here because it's just so exciting that she lives here. She's the only one of my siblings who didn't live in Orlando. And we haven't lived in the same city, country, whatever, since I was probably since I was geez, like I think like eight or nine years old, which is a really long time. Um, so yeah, ever since she's moved here, I've just spent basically every day with her and she's been moving and she got a new house. And so I've we've just been, been spending a lot of time together. So I basically shirked all my responsibilities just to like hang out with my sister and my nieces all the time. Um, I mean, some people do drugs, some people, you know, forget about the responsibilities to do heroin. I just spend time with my really cute nieces and my sister and hang out by the pool and go to Target. Um, so that's also, I feel like, kind of thrown off my, I guess, routine. I'm a very routine-based person. And when my routine changes, it's very hard for me to get things done. And I just feel like I have been kind of neglecting my responsibilities just to like 
have fun. But it's definitely settling down and I'm starting to be an adult and be responsible. So don't worry about it. It's not like, you know, I'm like evicted or anything like that. Um, but yeah, I posted on Instagram and asked you guys if you had any questions that you wanted me to answer on the podcast. And so I thought I would answer some, um, I'm going to start with a light question. Anything you would recommend for dry under eyes? Eye cream, any eye cream, pick an eye cream. Um, I know that Kiehl's has their creamy avocado. Oh, fuck. Their creamy avocado eye cream. Sorry, that was my phone. Um, That's really good if you have really dry under eyes. Just something really hydrating would be the move. Um, So yeah, that's a pretty quick solution. Someone else asked how to be strong and independent. Um, I think that's a difficult question to answer because... I can only speak for myself, but I think that for me, a lot of my strength, a lot of my independence comes from my upbringing. Um, My dad was just always very encouraging, gave me a lot of positive reinforcement um, that helped really helped to build my confidence, just constantly being cheered on and constantly being told that I was so good at everything that I tried to do. It also gave me a lot of extra confidence that maybe I don't necessarily need, but you know, that, that really helped to boost my confidence. And my mom has always been very into academics, getting degrees, working hard. She was never really into how she looked. I mean, she always dressed really well. She showered, you know, she was hygienic, but she was never a mom who was like, shopping for a new outfit for herself all the time. I never saw my mom wear makeup even once. Like she didn't like look at herself in the mirror. Like I always hear people talk about like, oh, I loved watching my mom do her makeup when I was a little girl. Like I never, I don't think my mom ever owned makeup. I don't, I've never seen her wear makeup. So that kind of, I feel like affected me also because I didn't really care about Well, I was really into fashion, but I didn't care about beauty and I didn't really analyze my face in a way that I feel like a lot of teenage girls do because that's kind of what the norm is. Is like you have to be pretty, you have to have the longest lashes and you have to have the perfect skin and blah, blah, blah. And I just really didn't care about that because my mom just didn't care about that. So I honestly didn't start wearing makeup or really paying attention to what I, my face looked like. Okay. Cause I cared about my clothes and shoes. It was really into fashion, but I didn't really pay attention to anything else until I was like 21, 22. I started wearing makeup when I was probably like 22. So, um, that also, I feel like really helped to boost my confidence because I kind of gave more of my time and attention to, um, hobbies that I had. Like I really liked reading and I really liked art and being creative and, you know, clothing and fashion. And and you would think that a girl who's like really into fashion was really insecure because she would see all these models, but I just like did not fucking care. I knew that I didn't look like them and that I wasn't going to. And it just, I don't, I'm not the type of person who like longs, like I'm not a I don't want things that I know that I can't have. Like I'm reasonable about it. Like I'm not going to sit there and look at a fucking Hermes Birkin bag. That's like 10 grand and be like, Oh, why can't I have this bag? Like I know that I can't have it. So why am I going to torture myself by looking at it? Like I can't have it. So I, there are other bags that I can get. Um, and so I mean, 
I feel like that had a lot to do with my confidence, but I think that confidence is built in so many different ways. Also, I really like myself. Um, and I think that a lot of people say like, oh, no one will love you until you love yourself. And that's really fucking corny, but it's also, I think, really true. And I really do think that you have to learn to love yourself before you can love anyone else or before anyone else can really love you because you loving yourself is going to dictate how you behave. And like I said, I'm a really big fan of myself. I really like myself. Um, I've always just kind of liked myself. So that really helped me feel strong and independent. And my dad just always taught me how to do everything. And so I just kind of always knew how to do everything. Uh, my dad is like a jack of all trades. I mean, he had a profession. He was a doctor, but like my dad could do everything. Like he could fix cars. He could build things for me. He could just always do everything. And anytime he would do those things for me, which was really nice, he would always have me sit down and watch him do it and then teach me what he was doing while he was doing it. Um, and then as I got older, he would be like, okay, well, why don't you try building something? And why don't you try using this um, drill and stuff like that? And, you know, this is how you change a tire. This is how you change your oil. And um, all of those things really affected my independence. Um, and as far as like having foreign parents, I mean, my parents were definitely strict, but they didn't micromanage me as much as I feel like most foreign parents do. Um, they're pretty chill. So that's kind of how I got to the point where I'm at, where I do feel strong. And I do feel confident. And I do feel independent, but I think not to make it sound simple because it's not, but I think that the the simplest answer would be in order to be strong and independent, number one, stop relying on other people. Start relying on yourself. And if you don't know how to do something, figure it out, Google it. That's what I do. Like if I don't know how to do something, I will just look it up and I will figure out how to do it and just research it until I know how to do it. And that feels great to teach yourself how to do something and then go do it. Um, and then, like I said, I mean, you have to like yourself. You just have to like yourself. And it's not like I like everything about myself every day of my life. There are definitely days where I'm like, oh, I feel bloated or like, why does my eye look like that today? You know what I mean? Like literally today I was like, oh, why does my eye look like that? Just one of my eyes, my bad eye, my right eye is my bad eye. My left eye is my good eye. Um, and so, you know, there are going to be days, but you just, you have to like yourself at the end of the day. You have to love yourself at the end of the day. And you have to, for me, I just... I genuinely just feel grateful that I'm healthy and, um, you know, I just, I like myself. Um, so yeah, I think working on liking yourself, not criticizing yourself too much, honestly, something that I've seen a lot of women, mainly women do that has always kind of pissed me off, but I feel like an asshole getting mad about it or like shaming someone for doing it because everyone should be able to do whatever they want. But I do think it's a little unhealthy is just saying things like, oh, I'm ugly. Ugh, I look like a potato. Like, oh, I look like this. Like, I always fucking hear girls saying that shit. And I'm just like, why are you saying that? You're either saying that because you're fishing for compliments and you want someone to be like, oh my God, no, you don't look like a potato. Why are you? No, you're crazy. Or 
you're just fucking saying negative shit about yourself that you're going to keep saying over and over. And it's just going to reinforce the idea that you have. And it's going to make you actually believe that you are a fucking potato and you're not a potato. You're a human. That's ridiculous. So I think just not saying negative things out loud. I mean, I'm not saying that you have to feel great all the time, but like, don't make it a habit to say negative things about yourself. And that's not to say that you have to pretend to be perfect, but like, don't criticize your physical appearance. I guess that's more so what I'm saying. And like, don't say things like, oh, I'm just dumb or I'm just stupid or whatever. Like, don't, don't say that about yourself. And also if you say that about yourself, you are basically inviting other people to say that about you. Um, so yeah, just, you know, try to love yourself and, you know, try to not rely on people too much and do things on your own. And also say positive things about yourself. If you have nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. And that applies to when you're talking about yourself as well as others. Um, I also think that being around people who aren't toxic and aren't negative and aren't critical and aren't just like bad people is also really important. I feel like, especially with younger women, um, a lot of times we don't make the best friends. I know that I've had my share of friends when I was younger that are no longer friends with me, or I'm no longer friends with them just because they weren't good friends. Um, so I feel like, you know, make sure that you have good friends. And if you don't have good friends, fucking find some good music or a good book to read. That's what I say. Or a good podcast to listen to. Um, okay. Let's move on to a lighter question. Do you contour? Is contouring over? That's a great question. I recently, as far as my makeup has been going for the summer, hot girl summer, <laughs> I have been kind of keeping my makeup more minimal than usual. I feel like I generally wear pretty light makeup, but it's getting even lighter. I used to use a contour powder, um, a light contour but a contour powder anytime I did my makeup. And recently, the only thing I'm putting on my cheeks is a cream blush and a cream highlight. Um, I haven't been contouring. Um, if maybe every now and then I'll throw a bronzer on and I'll use either the Milk Makeup like bronzing cream stick or I'll use the Lila B. I think it's called B Sunkissed Bronzer, which is a really light bronzer. But other than that, I haven't really been contouring. I don't think contouring is over necessarily, but I just know that it's between 90 to hundred degrees outside every day. And so I don't want to put anything on my face. Um, I've literally just been wearing no foundation, maybe a tinted moisturizer, um, under eye concealer, cream blush, cream highlight, brows, some days, no mascara. And that's it. Um, like today I didn't put on mascara just because it's, it's hot. It's sticky. It's gross. I don't want to put anything on my face. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't think contouring is over. I just think that maybe for the summer, hot girl summer, um, I got a lot of questions about confidence, which is kind of nice because I think that that means that you guys feel like I'm a good role model for confidence, which is cool. Um, someone said, I love your attitude. How do you grow confidence and deal with toxic, shitty people? So I already kind of talked about confidence, but dealing with toxic, shitty people. Um, I mean, I feel like I navigated it when I was younger to the best of my abilities, but I kind of wish someone would have just told me if you have a friend who is disrespectful to you, 
or a friend who doesn't care about your emotions, doesn't prioritize you, and just generally doesn't treat you well, don't be friends with that person. And I'm not saying that you have to go be a bitch to them. I'm of the belief of giving them a chance by communicating how I feel. So let's say you have a toxic, shitty friend. I would say, depending on their demeanor, some people are very defensive, meaning if you confront them face to face, they're just going to make a million excuses and then turn it around and make you seem like the bad guy. And you should know if you're friend or acquaintance is like that by now, if they are like that. Um, And if they are like that, maybe send them a text message because it'll be easier for them to digest it um, and just be like, hey, you know, I don't like the way you treat me. It makes me feel like you don't have any respect for me. Um, I really want to set some boundaries so that we both feel comfortable and that this issue never comes up again. Um, So can you please not do X, Y, and Z? Um, obviously word it however you want. And then based on how they respond to that will be a pretty good way for you to figure out whether or not this is a person that you want to give some time and effort and put some effort into that friendship. And maybe they just, you know, maybe they don't know any better. Maybe they've only had toxic friendships and they don't know how to be a good friend, you know, or maybe they're just a shitty person because that's very possible. And if they, you know, maybe are just like, oh my God, I didn't know that it made you feel that way. I'm so sorry. That's That's someone that you want to try to be friends with. But if this person is like, oh my God, you're crazy or you're sensitive or you're so emotional or I don't know what you're talking about. I never did that. Just like some crazy shit like that. I would be like, okay, well, unfortunately, I really don't want to associate with someone like you. So I wish you the best and uh, maybe I'll see you around. Bye. And I've done that so many times. So, so many times. So this day, I still feel like I have to do that every now and then because people are crazy and people are toxic and it's just not worth, you're not going to fix them or make them better. And I feel like at a certain point, people either know how to be a friend or they don't know how to be a friend. And if they don't know how to be a friend, why are you going to waste your time? And I just feel like it's disrespectful to you. So have respect for yourself. Love yourself goes hand in hand with growing confidence is loving yourself. If you love yourself, you will not allow these people in your life. And so be like, bye. See you later. Or revoir. Uh, someone asked, when is Just Meet, Just Rain coming back on the show? Um, he has been on the show. So wh- why does he need to be a repeat guest? Um, I don't know when he'll be back on the show. Maybe... Maybe he'll want to go to Disney World. Just meet if you're listening. If you want to go to Disney World, we could do another podcast episode. But only if you want to go to Disney World because he's never been to Disney World. What a fucking loser. Um, someone asked me, have you ever been to Palestine? I went to Palestine once and I was either five or six. I'm not sure. I was really young and I went to Palestine with my mom and all of my siblings and my dad couldn't come. And I was definitely a little daddy's girl. And a lot of my memories are me just crying because I missed my dad and saying, I want to go see Baba. Where's Baba? So that was pretty fun for my mom, I'm sure, with all six of her children and her youngest child fucking crying hysterically. Oh, and also in Palestine, they didn't have like regular toilets in the bathroom. Like it wasn't like a toilet seat. It was like that little 
hole in the ground. I don't know what those are called with the technical word for it. But if you've ever been overseas, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. It's that little hole in the ground that you squat over. Yeah, that was a bathroom that everyone in my family had. So my mom had to rent a hotel room for me to use the bathroom because I absolutely refused. So I was definitely just a treat. But um, I don't have a lot of I mean, I remember seeing a lot of rubble everywhere, which is pretty depressing. I remember going to like the Dukans, which are kind of like a little bodega corner store and seeing people hand rolling cigarettes. Um, I remember drinking a Coca-Cola out of a bottle and having to drink it outside of the little corner store and hand them back the glass bottle. Um, I remember kids trying to speak to me in English. Like I just, I don't remember a lot, but I remember a kid that kept saying, I am chair. And I was like, homie, you are not chair. So stop saying it because it's not true. Um, someone said, would you ever try any Muslim dating apps like Minder or is that not your style? I don't know that I have a dating style. Um, and quite frankly, I'm not above dating apps. I've tried Minder. It sucks. Um, it's a, it's a dark, depressing place full of really, I mean, hey, you know what? Let me actually stop. Maybe there are some nice people on Minder. So it just didn't work for me. It was just a, it's just very creepy. I found it. And a lot of guys who I don't feel like want a girl like me, if that makes sense. And I don't necessarily want a guy like them, but I think that the people who are on Minder, unfortunately, a majority of them seem to be a very particular type of guy. I can only speak on the men because I haven't really seen the women. That's not how it works. Um, and it just seems like they're looking for someone less opinionated and someone more easy. And I'm neither of those things. So <laughs> I have a lot of opinions and I'm not easy. Um, and then also just like a lot of creepy guys were like, hey, what's your Snapchat? And like, they just want to like send you dick pics. And I'm like, I don't want to see your dick. Sorry. No one does. Um, so yeah, I mean... Unfortunately, I think Minder is the only Muslim dating app. I don't know of any others, but yeah, I mean, if that's what you want to do, do it. I tried it. It just was very bleak. That's what I'll say. Um, someone asked me, how do you balance what you're passionate about with the need to make money? Um... That's a really interesting question. So I feel like I'm in a sort of a unique position um, where I have been working as a school counselor for almost two years now. And my hours at work are, you know, Monday through Friday. I get off of work at 3.30, which is very early. Um, I get off even earlier on Wednesdays and Fridays because Wednesday is a half day and Friday um, we get off early also. And I also have a ton of vacation days, school holidays. I mean, I've been off of work for the entire summer. Um, and even without the summer, we have so many holidays. We have just so many holidays. I want to say it's something like over 50 holidays. And then I ha have my vacation time too. So my schedule is very flexible where I can work full time as a counselor and then also 
work full time as a digital content creator and also host a podcast. Um, which I'm not saying isn't a lot. I mean, it is a lot and I am pretty busy all the time, but I like to be busy and I don't think that it's like an unreasonable amount of busyness given that my work schedule is so flexible in terms of timing and having so many days off. Um, but I really think that because a lot of people ask me like, oh, why don't you just do content creation full time? I could, but I am a big fan of um, financial stability. I like knowing that I'm getting paid X amount of money every two weeks. I like to know that. I like stable income. And when you're freelancing, which is basically what I do, some months you make good money. Some months you make okay money. Some months you don't really make a lot of money and it just really varies. So coming back to the question is how do you balance what you're passionate about with the need to make money? It's not that I'm not passionate about counseling. I am passionate about counseling, but I'm also passionate about fashion and beauty and connecting with people and building a community and, you know, all the things that I do. I am passionate about those things as well. And I think that the way that I balance those two things is the way that works best for me, which is I found a job that doesn't have as many hours as my job in the past did. And, you know, I sacrifice certain things in order to also create content. Maybe I don't hang out as much, or maybe I have to leave somewhere early or step out for 30 minutes because it's important to me. So I think, you know, in order to balance, you have to prioritize and you have to make sacrifices. But I do think that you should do something to make money so that you have a stable income. Because something that I often think about is if I didn't have a full-time job and if I solely created content, there would be months where I needed to pay my bills and maybe I didn't have a partnership with a brand I would be desperate. And let's say a brand that I didn't really like reach out to me, I would probably have to work with that brand because I need to pay my bills. So I never want to be in that situation where I have to create content or I have to work with a brand that I don't feel strongly about just for money, which is why I would suggest if you if you have a passion and you still need to make money and maybe your passion project doesn't really have a income that's stable, get a job that has flexible, decent hours where you can live within your means and then pursue your passion. And you're going to have to make some sacrifices, but pursue your passion. And, you know, it's going to keep growing. I mean, maybe there will be a time where I would feel comfortable just doing one or the other. Um, But as of right now, I'm comfortable with this. I'm happy with it. I'm good with it. So just find what works for you. Um, what's the best piece of advice? Someone asked, what's the best piece of advice you've ever, you've given and received? I really should have looked at these questions to think about it a little bit more, but I just wanted to answer them on the spot. I'm going to be honest. I just screenshotted it. I didn't even look at it. The best piece of advice I've given I don't know. You would have to ask someone that I gave advice to. I mean, I don't know. Uh, Some advice that I really do stand by is don't 
trust girls who aren't friends with their sisters. I mean, I really just think that if a girl can't get along with her own fucking flesh and blood sister, unless her sister is a murderer, then you can't trust that person because that's sketchy. Um, So I'm going to go with that. And then the best advice I've ever been given I mean, I'll be honest with you. I'm a pretty stubborn person and I don't respond well for the most part to a lot of advice that I'm given. Um, It's not like I freak out or anything, but I sometimes it takes me time. Like I really have to like analyze the advice before I accept it. Um, But I don't know that this was ever advice that was given to me, but like honestly like trust your mom like sometimes my mom can be annoying for sure and say annoying shit to me sorry mom i know you're not listening so whatever um i'm trying to get her on the podcast she like refuses it's so annoying so she definitely is listening um but you should really just like listen to your mom like your mom has creepy mom powers and like if she tells you like Yo, don't be friends with that chick. She's fucked up. Don't be friends with that chick because she's probably fucked up. Or if you like a guy and your mom is like, I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about him. There's probably a reason she doesn't have a good feeling about it. Like, I'm not saying to just blindly listen to everything that your mom tells you to do, but really take time to think about why she thinks something isn't a good idea. You know what I mean? And and then maybe based off of her thinking that something is bad and then you kind of having insight, like, okay, let's say your mom doesn't like a guy, you know, the guy better than your mom does. So if your mom doesn't like him, take a step back and be like, why would my mom not think he's a good person? And then try to think about maybe negative things about him. Be like, oh, well, he did drive drunk that one time with me in the car. That was kind of fucked. Or, you know, he did one time call that girl a bitch. That was pretty fucked up. You know what I mean? Like just start thinking about why, your mom would say that. You know what I mean? So I mean, listen to your mom. I'm sure someone has said that to me. <laughs> I don't know who. Um, someone else asked me, how do you feel about the influencer social media world? Do you feel it's too saturated? Um, no, I don't feel it's too saturated. Um, there was maybe a time where I might have thought that. But at this point, I think that everyone in the social media world has an audience and that audience follows them for a reason. And it's because something about them resonates with them. And I think that in the year 2019, that's something that's really important to a lot of people is finding someone online who they connect with, finding someone online who they feel understands them, finding someone online who they feel has lived a similar life to them and they don't feel so alone or someone who has a similar body shape as them and helps them figure out what their style should be like or, you know, whatever. And I think that every person in the social media space plays a role in that. And even if they're only reaching one person and that one person is so happy every time they see them post, great. Why not? Why the fuck not? I mean, I personally, I've never, there aren't really any Instagram influencers that I'm like, oh, I fucking love when they post and I never miss their posts. Like that's just never been something that has excited me, but there are YouTubers that I love. Um, I'm, 
I'm, yeah, I'm a weird fucking YouTube chick. I love watching YouTube videos. So there's a lot of YouTubers that I get excited when they post a fucking video. And a lot of them, I'll be honest with you, nothing about their life resonates with me. I don't relate to them at all, but I just like watching them live their life. And, you know, that's just what social media is. It's fucking weird. Um, so no, I don't, I don't feel like it's overly saturated, but what I will say (laughs) is that I recently got into a fight. I didn't even know I got into a fight, but I got into a fight with this, uh, influencer on Instagram and I'm going to pull up the conversation right now. I'm not going to name any names, but it was just, it was really, really, really fucking funny. And do you ever like get into a fight with someone and like not even realize that you like got into a fight? Cause that's actually what happened. So I recently had a sponsored post with a brand and she DM'd me in response to a post on my feed and was like, girl, how did you get sponsored? Help. And I said, cause I don't know her that well. Okay. This is, let me, let me just make it clear. I don't know this girl that well. I have met her maybe one time in my life, very brief and we're not close. And also she's also a content creator. So she knows how sponsorships work and sponsorships go down pretty much in the same way every fucking time, which is some brand emails you, they say, Hey, we want to work with you. The end. That's basically kind of how sponsorships work. So now that I've said that, she said, girl, how did you get sponsored? Help. I said, lol, um, they emailed me just like a normal collaboration. She said, did I say something to offend you? I didn't mean it in the way you took my message. I asked how so I could email them because I love the brand and I didn't know they do collaborations. There was no need for an awkward reply. I was excited and messaged you right away. Very intense, spazzy response. So I was like, all right, what the fuck? So I said, I would imagine, you know how sponsorships work for the most part. So you asking how I got sponsored is just a little strange and kind of intrusive considering we don't know each other that well. I thought it was a weird question and I responded honestly. I wasn't rude. I didn't ignore your message and I answered as kindly as I could. There is no need for you to tell me how I should or should not respond. Either way, it's not a big deal. Have a good night. Is that a little aggressive? Maybe, but... Ultimately, that's not a mean message. It's not a rude message. That's just an honest message. She did not like that because she said, I am in shock by your messages. I cannot believe how rude of a person you are. I was so wrong about you, which I just laughed about for like fucking five minutes because like, you don't know me. What the fuck are you wrong about? Uh, She said, like, I honestly have nothing else to say to you. If that's the kindest you can be, I feel sorry for you. And then she fucking blocked me. So... That was, that happened. So uh, I don't think that the influencer space is overly saturated, but I do think that a lot of influencers are fucking entitled. And just because you're excited about a brand that I worked with doesn't mean that I am supposed to fucking just, well, what uh, I think in her mind, she thought like, cool, I messaged her. How did you work with this brand? She's going to fucking email me and be like, hey, or t- uh, respond to my DM and be like, oh my God. This they emailed me. This is a person who emailed me. This is their information. Here's their fucking full name. Here is their email address. Here's their phone number. Here is their social security number. You should reach out to them and you can work with them too. Like, bitch, obviously they don't want to fucking work with you. That's why that's why you haven't worked with them. And also, like, I don't know you. So I'm not going to just be like, 
I, I don't understand why anyone would just fucking do that. I don't know you. Like if you were my friend who I knew and you were like, oh my God, I love that brand. I want to work with them. I'd be like, yo, here's the contact information. You should fucking reach out to them and work to them. Done that a myriad of times. But I do that with my friends, not with just any random fucking person online who I don't know. Um, so yeah, I think that the the influencer space is full of a lot of entitled people who think that people should just hand to them things all the time. Like girls get some fucking free makeup and then they just think that everyone should just give them shit all the time. Like I don't even understand. Um, I don't know how this is turning into a tea podcast, but you know, maybe could be, I don't know. Um, and yeah, I just think that, you know, everyone works hard for things. So um, a question that I got a couple of times is how to deal with loving your skin color. And I kind of, I saw that a couple of times, like I was screenshotting my messages and I saw that that message actually popped up quite a bit and is a little upsetting and just being completely candid, that's not not a thing that I've ever really had to deal with. So I don't know that I can fully speak on it. And um, but because it was a question that was asked so many times um, in the future, if I do have someone on my podcast who's a woman of color, I'm definitely going to talk to them about that. And maybe they know someone who struggled with that or what or maybe they've struggled with it, but I don't feel as though I have an authority to speak on that because I've, I've never dealt with that. And it kind of made me realize that that's something that maybe girls with darker skin do struggle with. And that's something that I, you know, just didn't know about. Um, and that's just fucking it's fucked. Um, but you know, I do, I will say, I know a lot of girls who are fair skinned like myself and they will do everything in their power to tan themselves. And, you know, I think that that comes down to not feeling comfortable in their skin color and feeling like they will be more beautiful if their skin tone was different. Um, just like, you know, how this girl said that she's dark and is in constant battle with their image. Um, so maybe this person feels if their skin tone was lighter, they would feel more attractive, just like girls who are more fair skin would feel more attractive if they had darker skin. And I think it really all comes down to loving who you are. Um, And I think that if you love, and I, I just keep saying this over and over, but I, I really can't reiterate just how important it is as a woman to love yourself, especially in this day and age, you have to, it's your job because no one is going to do it for you. And no relationship is ever going to fulfill you so much where even if you don't love yourself, their love will be enough. It's I feel like that's kind of the message that's sent out to a lot of young women, which is like, you're going to find someone and he's going to love you and make you feel beautiful. Like, fuck that shit. No, you will feel beautiful if you love yourself. And that's when you will feel beautiful. Someone can tell you you're beautiful all day long, but unless you feel beautiful, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. So I think with loving your skin color and this person said how to deal with loving your skin color, maybe focus less on your physical appearance and maybe focus a little bit more on how you feel about yourself. 
and your who you are and how you treat people. Are you kind to people? Are you generous to people? Are you helpful? Are you do you respect your friends and family? You know what I mean? Like I would put a little bit more effort into working on your internal self and being the best version of yourself. And I think that if you feel good about who you are on the inside, you will feel more beautiful. And I know that sounds so cliche, but it's just true. And it's, I mean, I know that when I feel good about myself, like when I feel like I've been working hard and getting shit done and and maybe, you know, I ran an errand for my mom or maybe I, you know, helped my sister out and watched her kids. And then I like come home and I, you know, and I clean and do all this and I feel productive. I feel good. I feel like a good person. And I feel like I look good. Like, I feel like I actually look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, Oh, you look really nice today. And those are always on days where I feel like I'm doing things to invest in myself and I'm doing things for the people around me. And when I say doing things to invest in yourself, it could be anything from going to work and working your ass off, going to school, studying, getting a good grade, having a clean home environment that you live in, making sure all your laundry is done, your bedroom is clean, your house is clean, and you're eating good food, you're you're nourishing your body, you're eating things that are good for you. Those are all things that I promise you make me feel more comfortable in my own skin. And, you know, I don't think this is similar at all, but this is the closest I could think to is a lot of guys, you know how they like to like neg girls, like that's how they flirt with them. So a lot of times when I was younger, when guys would try to flirt with me, they would always tell me like, oh, you're so pale. You should get a tan. And eventually I was just like, I don't, I don't want to tan. Like I'm fine with my skin color. Like why the fuck do you have a problem with it? Like I like the color of my skin. This is how I was born. And I feel as though if I was born this skin color, that's the skin color I should be. And I am okay with it. So why the fuck do you care? Like I can understand if I was like, oh, I hate my pale skin. You know what I mean? But like, I kind of feel like it suits me. I feel like it suits me as a person and who I am. So I'm not upset about it, but people would always tell me like, you should get a tan. You look so much better with a tan. Why don't you tan? You should get a tan. You should get a tan. You should get a tan. And I was like, number one, I'm physically incapable of tanning. I will burn and then turn white again. And also like, I'm comfortable with who I am. And I also don't like sun damage because I don't want to get fucking skin cancer, you assholes. So, I mean, I think that maybe don't compare yourself to other people. And realize that your skin color is your skin color because that's what your parents look like, I'm assuming. And that's just a part of who you are. And I think that that's something that over time, I don't know how old you are, but over time, I think that maybe you'll learn to love it and appreciate it and maybe even feel proud about it because I just, I keep trying to, relate to it. And so that maybe it could be comforting to you. But when I was younger, I wasn't a huge fan of my nose. Um, I have a nose that's on the larger side. And as I got older, I realized that my nose is really just kind of a mixture of my mom's nose and my dad's nose. And something about that just made me stop hating my nose. Like just knowing that like my nose looks like a little bit of my mom and a little bit of my dad. 
And every time I look at my nose, I see the way that it looks like my dad's nose. And I see the way that it looks like my mom's nose. And it doesn't bother me. And like, I like my nose. I actually really like my nose now because it reminds me of my parents. Um, So that's just something that I struggled with. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't hate my nose, but I just was like, oh, why is my nose big? It's so annoying. Like if my nose was smaller, I would be perfect. Like, ugh. but you know, I think that as women, we're very critical of ourselves in every way. And we're especially critical of our physical appearance. And it really just all ties back to learning to love yourself. And if there's something about yourself that you don't like that you can change, go for it. Like if you don't like the friends that you hang out with, fuck that, get new friends. Or if you don't like that you have an attitude problem, stop having an attitude problem. And if you don't like that people maybe don't think that you're friendly, start trying to be more fucking friendly. Like if there's something that you can do that you can change about your personality, change it, but don't do it for other people. You have to do it for yourself because that's the only way that number one, it's going to stick. And also that's the only thing that matters is making sure that you like yourself because you should never do things for people to like you because you'll be disappointed. Do things so that you will like you because you will always be there for yourself. So it's important that you're a big fan of yourself, um, not to be like a downer. I mean, I, I making it seem like I'm some fucking creepy person who has no friends or family. I, I'm a, I like people. I just, I also think that people like me because I like myself. And like my sisters always joke, like, why do people at grocery stores always talk to you? Like, you're not friendly. And it's true. I'm not like, I'm not like, I'm never going to like really go out of my way too much. I'm nice, but like, I'm not like the most friendly person in the world. And I have resting bitch face and just so many things. Like I look like a fucking psychopath and people still want to talk to me all the time. And they're so confused. And I think that it's because I like myself and that's the energy that I'm giving off to people. And people like that. People like people who like themselves. People like people who are confident. I'm not saying this to be like, oh, you should be confident. So people will like you, but that's just something that happens. And, uh, yeah, I think that be kind to yourself and fucking love your skin and just, and be grateful. And if it's, there's something about yourself that don't, you don't like, just remember that some people have way worse things to deal with and you're very blessed and fake it till you make it. That's another thing that I really fully encourage is if you don't like something, just don't think about it. Be in denial about it. Like straight up, I'm telling you, be in fucking denial about it. Don't talk about it. Don't bring attention to it and tell yourself that you like it. And eventually you will fucking like it because you control your brain. Your brain doesn't control you, homie. So I'm going to end on that note. Um, you don't control your brain. No, wait, your brain doesn't control you. You control your brain. Um, someone put that on my fucking tombstone. Wait, do Muslims have tombstones? I think they do. Yeah, they have tombstones. We just don't have coffins, but like we have to have coffins, but like whatever. Um, but yeah, so, uh, next week I will have a guest. I promise you won't have to listen to me fucking yammer, but I just wanted to chat with you guys a little bit. And, um, 
I will have a new episode next Sunday and I hope you guys are having a good week. Um, you could follow me on Instagram. I'm at Noor E. You could follow the podcast at Arab American Psycho. If you have a question, you can DM it to me on Arab American Psycho, even though you guys love to ignore that and just DM me on Noor E. And I'm just like, why the fuck did I even make it? Instagram account for my podcast when you guys only fucking talk to me on my main Instagram account. But it's fine. Um, you guys can contact me however you want. But yeah, new episode next Sunday. And uh, still don't have a great sign off, but um, I'll fucking talk to you psychos next week. And that sound in the background is my cat eating if you could hear it. Good night and good luck.